the Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace. This is the Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is back. Episode 132. This is the longest I've gone in between episodes. And I don't know if I should apologize or start the podcast by telling you the real reason or reasons why it took so long. First of all, how are you? How's it going? Great to hear from everyone via my DMs. Uh, writing and saying, what the hell is going on? Why aren't you doing the podcast? You need to get back. So here I am. Now, let me explain exactly what happened the last couple of weeks. Was there a possibility that I came this close to ending the podcast? There were parts of me deep down inside after everything that was going on. First of all, let me explain from the top. It's been a tough six weeks since my dog had surgery, we have spent all our time mostly taking care of our dog. Now, I've had a couple of people say to me, Frank, that's commendable. A couple of other people say you're nuts. A couple of other people said I would have, there's no way I would do what you did. But you know what? The thing is, is when you have a dog, when you love and truly love your dog and you have animals and I was having this conversation with a friend the other day and and I said you know we don't we don't have kids he's all we have the friend of mine said yeah but even if you had kids Enzo would still be a big part of your life because you're dog people never that I think I was gonna be a dog person as I mentioned many times on this podcast I remember all the times I mean all the times that I was shocked and bewildered by people and how they mourned their animals when they passed away, how they treated their animals. And now, now, I've become that guy. Well, not really, because I refuse to push the baby carriage or the dog carriage carrier my dog is in. If you've checked out my Instagram, my wife, lovely wife, bought our dog Enzo a doggy stroller. Yes, I pushed it for about 100 meters so far. I told Steph, if you think I'm going to be caught dead pushing Enzo in that stroller, there's no way in hell that's going to happen. You're never going to see me do that. She said, like, why? Why do you care so much what people think? I go, I don't care what people think. She goes, well, then do it. And I go, no, I still find it silly. It's not about what people think. It's about what I, what I think. And what does my life come down to that I'm pushing my dog in a stroller? Well, he had a serious operation. He's not a 100% yet, but miraculously, he's recovered. They've called him the miracle dog at the pet hospital because of how quickly he's recovered, and he looks great. And he, I would say he's about at 85-90%. Now, he may stay at 85-90%, but... Wow, we're seeing him do things that he was not doing, obviously, since the injury. Anyway, I see people do stuff like that, like push their, their dog like a baby in a stroller, and now we've become those people. Never say never, but I don't think I could ever have another dog after this. I don't think any other dog could top this dog, and that's one of the reasons. And number two, it's a big responsibility to own a pet. If you're going to get a pet, 
and then not really take care of the pet or abandon the pet or let the pet sit at home and the pet is not part of your life, don't get a pet. Don't get a pet because you think it's cute for your child because they're not going to care after a while. You're going to end up taking care of it. And if you're not an animal person, you're going to end up giving up the, the pet anyway. And you're probably better off giving it up for adoption to somebody who really, truly loves animals and is going to take care of that dog or that cat or whatever. Look, it's, it's been a heck of a month of August and September. And then from there, I actually ended up going to Las Vegas with my podcast sponsor, OwnSpace. You always hear about OwnSpace. While I was in Vegas at a convention, at the Blueprint Convention in Las Vegas for PropTech and real estate technology, and I was there with OwnSpace because OwnSpace supports this podcast. OwnSpace is the reason why I am still here. And the fact that I keep doing this because the people behind OwnSpace believe in me and I believe in them. And so I was there doing work for them because they're committed with the Drive-By Podcast as much as I am committed to them. So I was in Las Vegas. Then I arrive in Las Vegas. There's a cyber attack, okay? I'm, I'm sure you heard about this, but this wasn't being covered on regular news. And until and people start, you know, I'm not on TikTok. I don't, I have no interest in going on TikTok, but people were hearing about it. And everybody was writing to me saying, is this true? Yes. So Las Vegas had a cyber attack on September 11th. And, you know, you always get a little weird when you get on, like, I've never been on a, a flight on September 11th. But as I was flying on September 11th, I realized it was September 11th. And I was like, okay, this was making me feel uncomfortable. But anyway, I have this nice flight over to, to Las Vegas. I get to Las Vegas early evening hours on September 11th. Get there, boom, cyber attack, all MGM resorts. Now, thankfully, I wasn't at an MGM resort to start. Uh, towards the end of the trip, I took a couple of extra days to, to hang out, play some poker, and I stayed at an MGM resort. Well, a couple of days passed from where I was staying. And by the way, you could feel something was going on on the strip and in other places because there were so many more people at the resort I was at because over there, nothing was working. So if, if you got to Vegas on September 11th and you were staying at any MGM resort, slot machines weren't working, room keys, I should say, weren't working, elevators. So all the elevators in all the MGM resorts, every single had somebody, an elevator conductor basically, or a security uh, manning the elevators or womaning <laughs> the elevators. It's 2023, womaning the elevators, please. It was crazy. And, and imagine they hacked everything. ATMs weren't working. You, could, you couldn't take your money out of the ATM. You could not play on slot machines. You could not play any video-oriented uh, games, okay? And then on, if you were playing any table games, well, then your points cards, your, your tier cards, whatever, your players' cards weren't working. They have to keep everything manual, and then they had to hold on, I guess, to all this information. And I guess as of the last couple of weeks, they've been reinserting it, they said, back into the computer, all your points and all that. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I think it's, it's going to be a mess because I checked today just to see if they updated anything and they didn't update anything. So it was a complete and utter disaster. And these were cyber attacks 
that apparently came from overseas. And from what I hear happened is one of the cyber attackers or the cyber attacking crew found out information on, and that's the thing, everybody puts all their shit, you ever notice, I'm not on, on LinkedIn. People ask me, you're on LinkedIn? I go, no, I don't need to put more information about myself on LinkedIn. So what these attackers did was call reception at one of the MGM resorts and posing like they were someone else. They got all the information from LinkedIn. We're able to convince the receptionist or whoever it was manning the phone that they were the person in charge of whatever it was. They got full access <laughs> to, to the computers or whatever they needed in order to hack the entire MGM system. And it was down. They did the same thing to Caesar Entertainment. But Caesar, I guess, did you know what some people would say, just folded like a deck of cards and did the wrong thing. And that's pay the ransom. And it was something to the tune of 15 million bucks. They pay the ransom so that everything would be, I guess, restarted. And uh, they could go on without, yeah, okay, we'll pay it. And you know what they said back in the, the 1980s? You remember? I think it was Ronald Reagan who first said it, if I'm not mistaken. You don't negotiate with terrorists, okay? Because once you negotiate with terrorists, you're done. Then every terrorist, Tom, Dick, and Harry is going to be doing the same thing to you because they know they could get money out of you. You pay the ransom, you're done. So I think, yeah, I think Caesar did make a mistake, but Caesar's probably running the numbers and thinking, all right, this would cost us about 30 million. All right, let's give them 15. Is 15 okay? 15's okay? Okay, we'll give you, we'll transfer you the 15. Actually, you could probably transfer it yourselves because you guys, you know, Knowing what you know already, just do the transfer yourself. Take the fifteen million. And let us continue <laughs> on our on our merry way. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. So the entire week, and even by the time, as I said, I got there towards the end of the week at an MGM resort. Just, nothing worked. So I was in line for an hour and a half, and I get there, and she's like, "Do you have your credit card?" And I thought she was like back in the old days with the credit card. Remember, they used to run it through this thing, and I went rakata. And it would just take, um, basically, it would be like a, a carbon copy, right, of your credit card. And it would take the number of your credit card. And that's how they did it. And then they ran it through the system, whatever, at a later date. But so they didn't even have that. I thought they were going to do that. No, she took down manually my credit card, all the information. And only a couple of days ago did one of the room charges uh, appear on my credit card. All the other charges didn't yet. So I don't know if they're waiving that because I complain. Many other people complain. Like, not my problem, right? Because all these things that were promised to me, you know, whenever you go to a resort, I, I get promised this much, this much, uh, this much at the restaurants, whatever the case is. And this was all from like 15, 20 years ago of playing. I don't even play anymore. I only play poker. And that gets you, anyone that knows poker knows that doesn't get you any points. I don't play slot machines. I don't play any of the other games. So just based on the fact that I guess when I was younger, I used to play, uh, they think this is the same degenerate. <laughs> Let's give them, you know, whatever, resort uh, credits and uh, restaurant um, credits and all that. But I couldn't use any of that stuff because the systems were down due to the cyber attack. So that's the kind of week it was. And then being at this convention and being the spokesperson for own space, 
I was talking so much, and there were so many people at this convention. And by the way, I learned a lot. It's not my domain. It's not what comes naturally to me, but I had a really good time there meeting people and representing Own Space and telling people what Own Space is, basically, which I will at some point uh, get into and dive into it more here on uh, the podcast and tell you more about what Own Space does because it's, it's, it's amazing. And so I was selling Own Space and representing own space and talking to so many literally we spoke to hundreds and hundreds of people and it was non-stop for 48 hours of speaking to people that by thursday i had no voice and by the time i made it back here to montreal i didn't have a voice for the next close to a week my voice was cracking my voice was was not coming in clear so i thought i'm not going to do the podcast because I'm going to sound like an idiot. Okay, I could sound like an idiot on my own. I don't need my voice to make me sound like an even bigger idiot because it's cracking like I'm going through puberty. Anyway, so that's another reason why it was delayed. Then as time was going on, because <laughs> I got to be honest, I was getting more and more discouraged. Don't ask me why. I was get, getting more uh, irritated. And sometimes in life, uh, you know, everyone's been through this. Your desire kind of uh, leaves you. You're there physically, and your desire has just left the building. You know, remember that? Well, Elvis has left the building. My desire has left the building. And it's not because I don't desire speaking into a microphone anymore. It's not because I don't desire or not into doing the work necessary to make this a successful podcast and to keep doing it. But sometimes when you're away from it, for a while, you know, one week, two weeks, three weeks, then all of a sudden it, you know, you feel like, has the desire left me? And then something happens. You speak to a couple of more people. A couple of more sponsors might be interested. People DM you. I check the chart for whatever reason because I haven't done a podcast in so long. Like, I'm like, there's no way I'm still on the chart. And I debut on the chart today at 130 in Canada, I'm thinking to myself, what? So I go check the stats, and people are still downloading the podcast. People are still downloading episodes from the past. So I think to myself, man, people still care. People still want to listen. I can't stop doing this. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. So I'm here, and I'm going to keep going until the next time the desire leaves the building or leaves my body, whichever comes first. I couldn't do a podcast without mentioning our supreme leader, and I say supreme leader very facetiously, and uh, the fact that, you know, I am not a fan of Justin Trudeau. But Justin Trudeau in the last week has managed to piss off India give ammunition to the Kremlin. Uh, the, the Russians are, are laughing at us and upset, uh, even though Zelensky is, to me, is, a, is just a, as big of a tool as Justin Trudeau. And I don't even know why we're giving all these billions of dollars to the Ukraine when Canada, Canadians are suffering. We need to help our own people first. Well, why are we involved in this, in, in this war? Why is he speaking like he's scaring anyone you ever notice when he's speaking he sounds like he's he's a wartime lack of a better word president okay so a wartime prime minister 
okay? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. You, you, you are not Franklin D. Roosevelt, Winston Churchill. <laughs> you're, you're, you're barely an assistant drama teacher. You scare no one, especially not Russia, and continually give money to this corrupt government in the in the Ukraine. And we're standing with, I don't know why we're still standing, but we, 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 we can't even stand in Canada, but we're standing with the Ukraine. And then, so we piss off India, uh, Russia's laughing at us. Then we upset Jewish people across Canada and the world when when uh, the Trudeau government and you know he blames the Speaker of the House, uh, Rada, uh, yeah, just blame an Italian. When all else fails, take down the Italian, even though he is an, an Italian liberal. But anyway, he invites a Nazi in Parliament, giving him giving him accolades and a standing ovation. And and, and by the way, all the parliamentarians, including Pierre Polyev, Jagme, everybody to me is should have known better. Like, there's nobody from your party that has done the research and has whispered into your ear that, oh, hang on a second here. Uh, this is not somebody we should be celebrating, not somebody we should be applauding. You know, even when Pierre Polyev is applauding uh, Zelensky when he walked into the parliament and they, they gave him the nonstop standing ovation, even though Pierre was barely giving him a clap. You know, I, like, just a, I wouldn't have clapped, period. No, because I, I don't want to be part of this. I don't want to be part of this, and I don't think anybody in the district that I represent as MP really gives a shit about Zelensky, the Ukraine, and all the money that we're giving them. Okay, It's one thing when a war is going on, and I'm not saying people haven't died. I'm not saying that people, they're, they're not innocent people there, but to me, this is a corrupt war machine, and we are giving our hard-earned Canadian dollars to this, and then everybody in Parliament is applauding this, and then they applaud a Nazi, and it's just incredible to me that liberals are still hanging on to Justin Trudeau, this complete buffoon who takes zero responsibility. He hid for two days he disappeared. Then he shows up to Parliament today and this is what he says. We're all expecting he's going to apologize. And this is how Justin Trudeau makes his apology. Mr. Speaker, on behalf of all of us in this house, I would like to present unreserved apologies for what took place on Friday. You can't make this shit up on behalf of all of us. We apologize. We, In other words, no, no, not on behalf of the liberals not on behalf of i would like to you know what as a leader as a leader this is your moment to take responsibility if he's a true leader he comes out and he goes look i'm the prime minister it's this happened under my watch and i deeply regret what happened and i apologize for not seeing this that's what he had to say if he says this, I'm not saying that he hasn't screwed up so many times already in the last eight years that people are going to forgive him. And people who already hate his guts, like me, are going to say, oh, all right, okay, he's a good guy now, and oh, he is human. And No, it, it, but, but at least, at least if he apologized, I would, I would say, okay, he apologized. He didn't even do that. He said, well, let me play it again. 
on behalf of all of us in this house, I would like to present unreserved apologies for what took place on Friday. The best is the reaction from all the other MPs, right? They're, they're just like, oh, wait, 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 why am I apologizing? I didn't do this. This was not me. This is, I didn't bring this, this Nazi into parliament. No, 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 no. This is not my fault. That's the reaction of everybody in the room. But the truth of the matter is, look, somebody has to vet. Okay, and, and if it's not the Liberal Party, it's all parties and it's Parliament itself. It's whoever's in charge. Somebody's inviting these people in. Okay, and in this case, it was the it was Trudeau. He walked in with Zelensky, and then you got a Nazi in the room. You're applauding the Nazi. It's a national embarrassment. It's an international embarrassment. People are laughing at us. I was watching news clips from. Poland, who, by the way, want to extradite this 98-year-old now and bring him back so they could probably charge him with war crimes. And it's like people in Israel, I saw news clips, Australia, all around the world, United States, Mexico, Russia, everybody was talking about the embarrassment. I mean, how do you screw this up? How do you mess this up? It's so it's just another thing to add to the list of scandals, screw-ups, embarrassments that this moron of a prime minister, Trudeau, has caused us in the last eight years. I mean, for you to still support this absolute imbecile would make you an imbecile as well. I mean... I know people are going to still vote for him, and I know people still support him, and people are still going to defend him, but how can you not see through this fake, smug, narcissist idiot who stands before us and treats us like we're all a bunch of suckers? You may be a sucker, not anybody listening to this podcast when I say that, by the way, because I know you're not because you're listening to this podcast, so you got to have at least, like me, a half a brain. I'm not saying I have a full brain, but I have a half a brain. I imagine you would have the other half, if not the full brain, and realize that this guy is a complete and utter imbecile. And I just can't take it. I just can't take it anymore. So my wife says, Frank, stop posting the Trudeau stuff. Stop, stop. I mean, why bother at this point? I go, no, now more than ever, I have to post it because now it's like a constant reminder. I have to keep telling people, okay, do you see now what I meant a year ago? Uh, do you see now what I meant two years ago? Do you see now when I was mentioning this eight years ago, six years ago when I was taking shots at them four years ago? Like now we've built our cahier, as they say in, in French, okay, this um, notebook of, of stuff. Of uh, illustrations and words, we've put them all together in a nice cahier and a nice notebook, along with the Trudeau blackface and the the Trudeau dressed like a, a East Indian and all these things he's done to embarrass us. And can we finally please get rid of this guy? Can we finally get rid of him? What will it take? No, because Jagmeet still in cahoots, the NDP still keeping him in power. I don't understand. I don't understand what it's going to take for, the, for this guy to be pushed out. The liberals have got to be looking at this, the liberal caucus, and look at him and say, for the good of the party, we are going to be completely decimated. We might not even have party status anymore. That's how bad it's going for the liberals, okay? And, and unless we get rid of him now, 
Now's the time to get rid of them. It's happened in the past to every party. When it comes to the point where they no longer need you and you're basically hurting the name of the party or the integrity of the party, they throw you out. But the liberals keep supporting this hack. They keep supporting. So it makes me think that either uh, Trudeau has created some kind of potion right is some kind of he's jacking up the kool-aids he's giving them and they're all yes master right and they're all gonna be wearing the nike shoes and praising uh, their um supreme leader and heading to the haley bop comet you remember that right yeah i mean it's a cult it's the branch davidians the, the david koresh it's justin trudeau he's the cult leader and he's got them in a trance because they can't push him out. He needs to be pushed out. And before I go, not only is Canada weak, but America couldn't be weaker. I had a conversation with my cousin from the United States about this a couple of weeks back. I had conversations with Americans when I was in Las Vegas. Okay, and these are could be Democrats, could be Republicans. It doesn't matter. They realize how weak North America is right now with a guy like Justin Trudeau at the helm and Joe Biden. Have you heard Joe Biden? I mean, Joe Biden has just as many gaffes on a daily basis as Trudeau. Him, it's more like personal embarrassments that embarrass his country. And for Trudeau, it's literally he creates a national embarrassment. But Biden is because he's old. And he should be at a retirement home. And we're all going to be there one day. And I'm not trying to say, trying to be mean by doing this, okay, and by playing these clips. Because we're all going to be there. But the difference is, when we're going to be there, we're probably going to be in a rocking chair, in a nursing home. Hopefully not a nursing home. Hopefully your own living room, right? Taking your last breaths towards your last few days as you head towards the horizon and say, see ya. But this guy is the president of the United States. And America is more concerned about not reelecting Trump, or I shouldn't say all Americans. They're so worried about you know the, the Trump derangement syndrome. Almost everybody has it, even here in Canada. They, they mentioned Trump, right? And Trump has nothing to do with us. But nonetheless, they're so worried about Trump getting back in that they'd rather have Joe Biden, who is losing his mind, okay, not is losing, he's been losing his mind <laughs> since he took office, okay, we're seeing it on a daily basis, his mind's not working anymore because he's old, because he's there, dementia has called, he's getting old, and he shouldn't be the president of the United States, it makes America look weak, it makes international community look weak and then you put you know the one two punch trudeau and biden you gotta oh my just shake your head and go what are these times we're living through let me play two real quick joe biden gaffes from the last week alone <laughs> now, I'm, again i'm not laughing at him because as i said we're all gonna be there one day but we'll have a good laugh before I wrap up this podcast. So here's Joe Biden uh, paying tribute to, you couldn't get a more unhip person paying tribute to one of the best from the 1990s and 2000s and late 80s, LL Cool J. Great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh... <laughs> oh man. Okay, and that's just, that's just a rapper's name, okay? But, and, and you know, this is, if, if you follow U.S. Uh, 
politics. This is every day there's something. All right, and if he takes a day off and goes to the beach like he did all summer, then it's every second day. But here he is in, in another bizarre moment. I believe he was at the United Nations. He lost his train of thought. And by the way, I lose my train of thought at my age, so I get it, but he's, again, he's the president of the United States, and he's talking about China while losing his train of thought. And then he wraps it up by saying something we're probably all thinking it's time for. I think it's less likely to cause that kind of conflict. Uh, I don't, uh, anyway, I, I just think that there are other things on leaders' minds and they respond to what's needed at the time. And look, nobody likes having celebrated international meetings. Okay, now, that's not funny. Listen to him. Okay, he's taking deep breaths in between. He's, he's losing his train of thought. This, is not, this, this part is not funny. This is a man that is losing his ability to think, getting older, losing his brain capacity. But it's sad. And then, <laughs> then it gets bad. If you don't know what you want at the meeting... If you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, wait a minute. And then he ends it by saying, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what are these times that we're living in? I have never, never experienced anything like what we've experienced in the last couple of years have you in as as badly as gaffes people had gaffes like george bush had gaffes clinton had gaffes reagan they all had them right but in reagan was old too he was older he was like many years older than joe biden but they weren't gaffes because they were losing they were getting old and, and they were losing their, 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 their brain capacity. That's not why. They, they were gaffes because they were screw-ups, like we make as humans. This is your hearing and seeing somebody that is just not functioning anymore. And unfortunately, that is the president of the free world, of the United States. And as funny as it is, and, and we laugh, it's not funny. And it's not funny anymore. This is a perilous time in American and Canadian history. And we have two people that are leading us down <laughs> like a scary path here. And things need to change and they need to change really fast. Really appreciate you listening in to episode 132. Finally, it's happened to me. It's inside of myself and I just cannot hide it. I uh, don't even think the lyrics were right. <laughs> it's late and I'm being a bit of a looney tune. Really appreciate your uh, DMs and messages. Thanks for keeping me pumped up. Pump it up to come back here and uh, do this all over again. Five-star the episode on Spotify if you can. Review or comment anytime that helps on Apple or anywhere you listen to the podcast, Amazon, Google, Podbean. It is everywhere. 
You can also check out the old episodes in the YouTube archives at the Drive-By Podcast, and you'll also be seeing new episodes there as well in the near future. Hey, it's Freeway Frank. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll catch you again next week. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace.